Welcome to the Foundations podcast series, where we build our present on the foundations of the future. On each episode, we'll feature either an educational, tactical guide or a special guest whose story will help pave the way to a stronger foundation in life, business, and beyond. This show is sponsored by the SalesCast community, a place where entrepreneurs and sales leaders build revenue-first podcasts. Join the community for free at salescast.community. Today's story comes from Riley Meek. He's our guest today and uh, really excited to talk about the King's Council, really excited to talk about his journey and kind of what's going on. So first of all, you you mentioned that the King's Council definitely has this faith-based component. I'm just wanted to hear your story um, with God and and just kind of how that's how that's come to, to to place. You bet, Chris. Happy to do so, man. First off, thanks for having me on. This is this is certainly going to be fun. So it's always fun to talk about yourself, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to make it fun for everybody else then. Um, so, man, I grew up in in South Dakota. Uh, which is a small, you know, there's not a whole lot going on in South Dakota. It's a great place to be from, um, but I grew up in a small community, about 900 people. And, you know, growing up in that type of environment, it's like everybody, everybody's a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't really know any different, um, but certainly didn't know what that, what that even really truly meant uh, at that time in my life. And, and when I was uh, 15, man, I, I ended up I was going through kind of some weird things in my life. And that, that was kind of the start of my entrepreneurship journey, um, making some dumb decisions at that age, uh, ultimately, you know, led to some some good decisions in my life. And one of them was I, w- I was um, coming up here to Minnesota, which is where I reside now. Uh, uh, once a month, I found myself traveling up here to be around like mindsetted people. And, and the fact that it was, you know, people that that uh, that had a vision for more. And, and that they were really entrepreneurs at heart and and they were they taught me different ways to think uh, or even just to understand why I think the way that I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, I got plugged in with a, a local church here um, uh, and and started to have a some, somewhat of mentorship from a, a pastor there at that church. And um, that just really, truly opened my eyes to what an actual relationship was versus a religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was my my first I- experience of when I actually you know gave my life to Christ, and um, uh, being a, a a new believer, you know n- now I can look back and be like, okay, that like it, totally worth it. But whenever we step into our calling or into our purpose, uh, it, it's you know important to know that sometimes resistance might take place, mm-hmm. uh, and and that actually can be viewed as a good thing. Um, and so at an early age, I started to, to notice that and just, um, you know, the environment that I found myself in, uh, but then the intentionality of, of how to put myself in appropriate environments in which I could actually grow and, you know, continue my, my walk with Christ and, and my relationship. And, and thankfully, literally the day I graduated high school, I'd, I'd moved up here to the Twin Cities uh, full time, we'll call it. So I wasn't traveling back and forth. Uh, anymore, but I, I moved up here really to go to school, and I thought I was going to become a, a chiropractor. Mm. Uh, but as I started in, uh, you know, I was still exploring my entrepreneurship journey, and as I started down that that path, I actually started to make some decent money. And so mm. I was, you know, making six figures at the age of nineteen, and and I thought, why would I go into debt 
you know, and then have to start a business eight years later, right? So it's like, it didn't make sense to me. So I just pursued entrepreneurship, um, which is what has always been like, got what's gotten me excited of like building something from from scratch, like and, and taking something, you know, a vision and actually building it, uh, creating the culture and environment and the structure and the order in, that need to be in place in order for something to really grow and, and scale. And, and, you know, through that, I started to make a lot of money. And, and one of the things that I've, I've realized is money really only makes us more of, of who we already are. And when I started to make a lot of it, Chris, I realized that I wasn't that great of a dude. Right. <laughs> and, and I found myself um, having access or uh, the ability to be in, you know, bigger circles, we'll call it, or uh, different ponds that I found myself that was just, you know, around people that, that did not have the fruit in their life that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. But rather than me be an impact on them, they started to be more of an impact on me. And uh, I, I just, I, I went through a phase in my life where, you know, it was, it was fun, right? Quote unquote fun to build business and make money and, and, to, and to grow. And I think that's a gifting that God's really given me. But um, with that comes a lot of responsibility. And I certainly wasn't really ready for it at that time. And so, um, I, man, my, my life has been a complete roller coaster over the last decade. Uh, which is, it's been, it's been interesting, but thankfully God never, uh, you know, took, took his finger off of me. And, uh, and through that process, I had gone through a divorce. I had, um, uh, you know, I have have a a daughter, her name is Ellie. She's 10 years old now. Uh, so, but went through a divorce and and now through a, 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 um, I'm remarried to Ashley, who's incredible. We've been married for six, going on six years now. And, um, and really was looking for what success actually was, right? And, and I think a lot of us have that vision or understanding of what we think success is, right? Success for you is certainly different than success for me. Um, at one point in my life, it was like success is being able to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, how I want, right? It's like mm-hmm. freedom. And, and through that, I've realized, and I really believe that that's why I kept starting the next company and the next company and the next company. And, you know, we've started eight different companies, every single one of those, we've hit seven and eight figures. Um, and it's, not, it's really not anything to do with, with me. It was just the sales system that, that we've, we created and it works. It works, still works. It works great every single time uh, with the proper products and, and services. And, and, you know, through that, I realized that I still had this, this feeling of just unfulfillment, right? Where mm-hmm. it was like, I start the next thing. And it was like, you know, what we, we have that temporary feeling of success. And then it's like, is this it? And, and this is actually how I even looked at my first marriage, man, where it's like the day that she said, I do, mm-hmm. it was like, I checked the box and it was like, is this it? Like, right. this is it. And, and so I kept going to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, truly understanding or now understanding what success actually really is. Um, and it has zero to do with, with, you know, what we possess or the, you know, accumulation of, of things or even of wealth or money. But it's, I believe it's, it's truly understanding the calling that you have, you know, the purpose that you were created for, because every every uh, every manufacturer has a purpose for the product that they make, right? Yeah. And I view God the same way. Like He's the ultimate manufacturer. He created me, created you, every single one of us 
for an intended purpose. Like this is what I created you for. Yeah, you could go do a lot of different things like a, a you know, a, a, a vacuum cleaner can do multiple things, but it has one true like in purpose, right? And that's to, to suck up that dirt, right? And, and so if we can identify what our purpose is, true success is, is identifying that purpose and then pursuing that until the, the day that we die. And I think so many of us though don't understand what that purpose actually is because if we don't, we can be very, we can be successful at a lot of things in life and still feel like a failure. And, and that's what I, what I felt like. And, you know, when I, when I, when it really hit me, man, was when I, I transitioned into just consulting for companies. Cause I, I realized like, okay, I can start companies. I can, I can put systems and processes in place to make money, but I didn't care about any of the products or services that we were selling. So I thought, all right, well, let's work with people. And then I started to help people make a lot of money. And again, realize that money only makes us more of who we already are is that great magnifier. I didn't want that. I saw the, the path that those people were, were going down that I was leading them down. And I was like, I don't want that. So it's still just Can I ask you a question. Of- yeah, man. So this is this is a remarkable story. I'd like to take a little bit of a step back. And then I want to get into how you discovered your purpose and and yeah. what that process is like of discovering purpose so that you can get your life on the right track that God has for you. But I, I want to talk about the, 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 the part of as you became a better and better steward, you were blessed with more and more resources. Your businesses were more and more successful. You were kind of looking at the um, success being uh, having freedom to do whatever you want with whoever you want, whenever you want. And you, you kept starting these projects that by, by, by any stretch were very successful from the outside looking in. These things were great. You've said a few times now that money magnifies the character of the individual. It doesn't, you know, if you uh, if you are an a-hole and you get money, you're just going to be a rich a-hole. And yeah. and I, I've I've heard this shared uh, a, a lot. But I, I'd like if, if you could put yourself in your shoes back then, because I, I think a lot of people are curious um, in, the, in the Christian world that, you know, they, they, they come to Christ maybe at a, a low point in their lives or, 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 or something and, and they're, they're on a dip. For me, it was hitting my rock bottom. And, and then now as, as, you know, success, as my business is growing, as, as, as things are starting to take place, um, you know, maintaining that, that authentic relationship with Jesus is like, feels way more, feels incredibly important. I think you get the question that I'm asking, but what was that like? Yeah. So absolutely is. So I think part of the purpose, and if, you know, your listeners, I imagine are, they're entrepreneurs, right. And, And to understand that what an entrepreneur, the root word of that simply means to, we undertake, like we're undertakers. And so I think we have, I believe everybody has that innate desire to, to, to build something like to, to grow something. That's, I mean, part of our, why God created us was to, to be fruitful, to multiply, to, to go forth, to have dominion, to subdue this land and, yeah. and to work it. Like we should have that innate desire to do that. So, you know, growing wealth, I think is actually a, 
it's a biblical principle. Okay. Like it's, it's God that gives us that, that ability to create wealth. Yeah. But I also believe when I read like the parable of the talents, man, I believe that the, there's three things that, that actually make up our ability. And I, I believe it's our ability is made up of the accountability. Okay. Like God wants to give to us according to our ability. So number one, are we going to make ourselves available? So let's start there. The availability that, that we're making ourselves available. Okay, some people just don't want to make themselves available. They just sue Netflix and chill, right? And that's that's the life they live. Uh, the other then would be the responsibility, right? Back to the parable of the talents. It's like the responsibility. If God made us as essentially managers of this earth, when we manage something, the the idea isn't to just maintain it. Like the idea is to grow it. Okay, when you give your money to a wealth manager, you're not just hoping that they they don't lose money. You're hoping they're, they're growing it. Like that's the idea of managing it and stewarding it well. And why I believe the, the master in, in that parable is like the one who, who just buried their treasure, did nothing with it, was mm-hmm. called wicked and lazy uh, versus the, the one who had, had, had two or five. They, they both doubled it. And they were they were they said, well done, good and faithful servant. I've, you've been faithful with with the little. Now I'll give you more. And as we we become more and more uh, mature in our faith, that desire to to grow wealth, I believe, is is it's still there. It should be there. And 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 the I believe it's it's there for a reason because mm-hmm. there needs to there needs to be provision on this earth. The number one enemy of vision is lack of provision. Mm-hmm. And this is why I love to to coach kingdom mindsetted entrepreneurs. Is is that yeah, the, we, we, we used to have that desire to, to you know, make money and create wealth uh, for our freedom. But now it's, it's what, how we're able to steward that money so differently, not about the freedom that I get to do it, but about the, the, the lives that are ultimately changed uh, that for, you know, for generations. I mean, to ultimately fulfill the Great Commission. And, and I look at it this way, too, man, as, as a follower of Christ, like, there are days when I'm like, man, alive, is he ever going to return? Like, you know, we, we have those days where it's like, this is just hard. And, and it, I, the Bible tells us that, that it's every ear has to hear about this. And so part of that, it's like, man, it's up to us. Like we need kingdom righteous freaking dudes to come in and, and, and take back the territory that was once ours to create that wealth and, and this shift that I believe is happening within the kingdom economy is happening right now. And, and like we're at, we're at the brink of this in which a tremendous amount of wealth is pouring into these kingdom minded believers and entrepreneurs that are going to steward this money well. And it, but that all happens. It only happens, first off, if, if you give your life to Christ and then you 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 commit your life to Christ because it's one thing to say yeah I'm a Christian and I give my life to Christ it's a whole nother thing to commit and walk uh, that life to be to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness is that right alignment that that we we are when we abide in him we don't abide in him we're not spending time with him that desire that mindset shift doesn't doesn't last like it's it's we we are to be continually renewed by the the trans by the by the transforming of our mind. And that means we got to continually abide in him. So I don't know if that really answers your question, man, but it's no, like, it, it does it, that continual pursuit that, that where that desire is still there to create money and make, right. make money. 
but it's a whole different reason why. And as a believer, that's, that's that shift that, that we have to go through. To, to, to recap, the, the root word of entrepreneurship is to undertake. You know, it really is biblical to be fruitful and to grow wealth. And you mentioned the parable of the talents and some of the, some of the, the, the insights that you've gained from that are availability, accountability, responsibility um, to, to grow and steward and to receive that well done, good and faithful servant, knowing that we've done our part. Um, sometimes it gets really hard, but the, the, the steps are to first accept Christ, but then to commit to a life to, to commit your life to Christ. And so once that commitment happens, and I know I had got you to backtrack, so I'd like to come back to where you were going with, you're doing all these things kind of without purpose, you know, and, and so what is, what is your purpose today? And, and, and how is that showing itself? Yeah, man, this has been, it's been a journey and I don't care what age a person is like there's, you're never too old to identify your purpose, right? And you're, 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 it's never too late. So uh, for me, it's this, this journey or this process that God allowed me to go through. We're all on this journey and, you know, it's, it's, he's allowing us to go through these decisions that we make uh, and, and ultimately refining us and, and, you know, drawing us near to him. And, and through that, again, abiding in him, committing that this, uh, my life to him, that's how that purpose is going to start to kind of reveal itself, we'll call it, okay? Because again, I said you could be successful at a lot of things and still feel like a failure. And and the reason for that is, is if you're not actually walking out the God-given purpose of why he created you, you're just going to have that continued feeling of, of unfulfillment, right? And I believe as as believers, the body of Christ, like we have a corporate kind of great commission that, that we mentioned, like that's, that's what we are to do. Uh, first off, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and then love the neighbor as yourself. And then we got to go, we got to go subdue. We got to take territory. We got to, we got to have dominion. And I believe like that is a true biblical uh, uh, business plan. You know, a, a biblical entrepreneurship business plan is to number one, be fruitful, like produce a product that's, that's good. Okay, and, and then multiply that thing. Can, can we make it more than once? And we're, we're called to replenish the earth. Like, are, are we able to actually do that and, and have dominion? Like, we got to control the marketplace. Like, and I believe the kingdom economy, which there is, it's virtually non-existent right now as far as loyalty of a, a Christian pouring into another Christian business owner, uh, which is part of the reason of King's Council, which I know is part of the God-given purpose of the of the formation of of this coaching company, um, is for that. It's like, hey, we're going to make this people aware of this that the the Bible is such an incredible operating manual. It, it, it's like we've got a playbook, and if, I mean, or heck, the kind of like life is an open book test. The the problem is most of us don't go to the freaking manual to to understand how to walk this thing out and and i totally understand though so i don't i don't it doesn't make me angry or anything i totally understand because i was that christian for a long period of time in my life of like where i'd I'd first read the bible and it was like 
depending on what version is they can be like this thou that shall hath like what you know and so it was important for me to spend time in the word but then if i didn't understand it i had to get around people that could help explain it to me right and i and i had to then obviously just spend time with god as well and and, and ask like hey what what is what are you trying to teach me through this and i i know that the there's so many blueprints and templates of, of like how to operate life throughout the word of god the living word of god if we actually uh operated with it within it right if we go back to that that owner's manual concept yeah. that god's given us that owner's manual and it, it's in whenever you read an owner's manual it gives you specific instructions on how to walk this life out successfully and then it also gives you warnings in an owner's manual back to like that vacuum idea it'll probably say something like warning do not operate under water or near a flame or you know what those are it's like there's plenty of those throughout the bible too but then it also tells us how we can be successful right joshua 1 8 says that we are to meditate on the word of god day and night do this and then we will be prosperous and successful when i first read that i was like that ain't that hard well, let's just do that then. Yes. <laughs> and once I started to do that, it's like the, the, you know, revelation just starts to happen. But the problem is that as, as hard as that is, or excuse me, as easy as that is, or as simple as that is, it's not easy, right? Like right. we think it's getting in the way we get busy. We're, we're not putting, we're not prioritizing. We're not keeping the main thing, the main thing in, in life. And then we look up and it's five years has passed, 10 years has passed, 20 years has passed. And we're still sitting there going, man, why do I feel like there's just something more for me? And and it's it comes back to what what is your what's your purpose? Are you actually fulfilling that purpose? And and how do how I've really started to figure that out, man, was asking myself, you know, three main questions. And it's really like what gets you fired up? Like what gets me really fired up? And and most people can look back at their their life depending upon your age and look like Hey, at what points in your life were you like fired up? Were you operating in excellence? And, you know, if it was building a business for me, like that's what was so exciting. So it's like, all right, I get fired up to do that stuff. And then it was like, what, what would I choose to do even if I wasn't compensated to do it? Like what, you know, when, when stuff gets hard and it's difficult, would you still choose to do that on a regular basis, even if you weren't paid for it? Right. Ask mm-hmm. yourself that question. And the last one, which is, is really like, what is your passion? But passion, meaning what most people think of passion, they think of what gets them fired up. That's not how I view passion or what, you know, a biblical definition of it would be. If we remember the passion of Christ, yeah. right? It was what breaks your heart? Like what truly breaks your heart? And at, once you ask yourself those three questions, that'll start to reveal like, what is that true purpose, that God-given calling that you have on your own life? Hmm. It's a simple formula. Three questions. What gets you fired up? What would you choose to do, even if you weren't paid to do it? And then what is your passion? Not to be misunderstood with getting fired up. It's what breaks your heart. And at the, the, the root, the answer of those three questions is likely to be something that is close or is your purpose. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more about the, the coaching company. What are you doing? What do you offer? Who do you work with? This is, this is really fascinating to me. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, it's been so fun because this was birthed really, you know, when the March of 2020 COVID was like going down, um, my, my, most of my companies are, we do dinner seminars, in-person events in restaurants. So if you can imagine how that affected my bottom line, (laughs) uh, it was, it was quite the dramatic we'll say. Uh, but as every entrepreneur, it's like head on a swivel. Like we're not going to just sit back and take punches. I'm going to like start figuring out how I can punch back. And and through that, like f- one of the biggest things was I looked down at my daughter who would have been eight at the time. And I was like, what's going on in this world? Obviously you watch the news and then you go on social media, you go down these rabbit holes of like, what in the heck is going on here? And And I just thought to myself, I'm like, we got to do something about this. And then I immediately thought, well, who am I? And I, right then and there, I just felt so like it wasn't an audible voice. I can't mm. say that, but I just felt so deep within. It's like, if not you, then who? And, and I was like, all right, let, let's do this thing. And and so it was the start of, of like, what does this look like from a, a, you know, a coaching program? It wasn't really my intent to have a coaching company, but it was like, let's get a, a group of like mindseted people that are entrepreneurs that, that are that are about building something, building business, but making an, a lasting difference. And it's it's evolved tremendously um, over the last couple years, uh, and it's gone different ways. And and it's like it, I've learned through that process of any company, though. It's like you take two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, and and we're constantly learning. And and at the core of it, really, I mean, we are a, a kingdom principle coaching company. We coach. Uh, established business owners that are, you know, maybe just feeling like they're, there's more for, there's more to life. They may, they're probably even tithing at their, their local church, which is great, but there's like, is this it? There's still that feeling of like, it's gotta be more. And then we coach young entrepreneurs, not necessarily young in age, but just young at like, or maybe they have that desire to be an entrepreneur, to build something that they don't even know how, they don't even know what to start. They don't have a business. We can coach them through that entire process from from startup to you know build, grow, and then ultimately scale because that's that's what I love to do. Um, but also understanding a true mission, a vision, a purpose, the their Id- true identity of who they are and whose they are, mm. and and as we walk through, um, we coach on the the seven days of creation, man, which is again one of the biblical templates that I know God has given us. Uh, which is a, a business plan. Heck, it can be. It should be a, a template for anybody to use in anything in their life. If you're pursuing your spouse uh, or you're building a business, if you walk out these seven steps, I can promise you it'll work every single time. It, it's a it's a proven template that works every single time. I could share that with you if you, if I got no, like three minutes. No, and, I really i i i really would like the uh, that template. I think that's fascinating. Cool. Yeah, dude, this is what, this is, again, one of those, those revelations that I feel it's like, oh my gosh, it's right here. So the old book of Genesis, right? Where, right where everything started. First off, day, you know, before anything, right? It was God. It was, it was God and it was, it was nothing else. And day one, we consider that is, is vision. Okay, because the very first thing uh, that that happened was God said, which, by the way, is a key component to this. God said he spoke everything into an existence, which is an example, a representation of the power of our words. 
okay, and what we're actually speaking into existence. So with that, though, God said, let there be light, right? We've all heard this, whether you're a believer or not, you probably heard this. God said, let there be light. And when I think of that, well, I'll even ask you, Chris, what do you think of when you, when you think of, of light? See vision. Yeah. Can see. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So like see, like their physical sight, right? Or, or a lot of people will think of the sun, yeah. right? Like it's light, it's light outside. Okay. There's daylight. But as we go through the, these days of creation, you'll see the sun and the moon and those weren't actually even created until day four. So let there be light. It wasn't that God physically even saw anything, but it was that vision. He cast vision of what he ultimately saw was going to take place here. What was the true vision that he had for mankind? Uh, and so if you're in a marriage, it's like, what's the vision that we have? So this is an important for us to, my wife and I do this individually and we come together and we, we share with each other. And then we come up with the vision for the meek family. And, and it's so important though, that it's not sight. Okay. It's not our physical sight because oftentimes our sight is a, a hindrance to vision. Cause if, if our vision isn't so big that the only way that it can actually happen is if God shows up, that ain't a God sized vision. Yeah. Right. And your business, you start with vision. Okay, day two, I'll go through this quick, man. Day two is God separated the heavens from the earth. Okay, so basically or the the word that I never even knew what meant was he created the firmament, right? And, and that basically the atmosphere. Okay, so the uh, I consider that in the business world or even in your relationship, it's like, what's the culture? Mm. What's the atmosphere that you have in, in your family and in your, in your home life? Right? Do people have a true understanding of what the vision for the company actually is or the vision for the family? Then day three, um, God created, or he's, he actually uh, started to create the, the land and, and the plants, right? So what that was essentially was structure, right? We need an actual structure of how to create oxygen and photosynthesis and things along those lines. So um, that would be, hey, do you have an actual business plan? Do we have a roadmap? Do, do you, for your marriage, do you have a, a plan where maybe you're coming together every Sunday and, and talking through what your plan is? Day four, uh, God created order, right? He created the sun and the moon. He, he, then there was night, then there was day. And this was the order that he had created. So are we actually operating the structure that we've created? Are we, are we fulfilling the playbook that we've written? Okay, mm -hmm. day five then is... Uh, so day three, day four, sorry, I'm going so fast here, man. <laughs> day five then time. We're would, good. Be, yeah. would be movement or momentum, right? He actually created like the, the animals of the, the sea, right? Or the birds of the air. And that's just like movement. Are we getting in your business? Are we getting sales, right? Like, mm -hmm. are we, are we actually, you know, in your home life, your marriage, is there any movement going on? Are you guys actually doing things together? Okay. One, whether it's between the sheets or, you know, active going on date night, right? Or is there movement there, which would go into, into day six in which he actually created us, you know, relationships to, to go forth, to multiply. So the business, you guys know that that's like scale. We're, we're, we're to grow, we're to scale this baby. Uh, and then in your marriage, uh, you know, the similar situation, like are we now a representation that we can sh be as the body of Christ, right? And, and then ultimately day seven, it's the Sabbath which is, you know, said God rested on that day. And I remember thinking of this, like, man, did God get tired? Does God actually get tired? Like, no chance. He's God. 
He created everything. He doesn't get tired. But this is how incredible he is, is that he he rested. And so it's, it's essentially a, a form of honor for us to take time to look back and to, to re- certainly rest because he knew, knew that we would need to rest. Again, back to the template yeah. or the framework he's given us. He's given us this. We got to rest, but also we got to reflect and, and then uh, honor God and just know that it's him that created everything. It wasn't us. Your business is him that did all that. Like you were just a, a, a catalyst within it. You're the vessel that he used to actually create whatever widget it is or whatever wealth that you've created with your business. And that's great. But if we're not honoring God uh, and, and, and having that understanding, that disposition of a heart, good luck continuing that or doing that again, right? And that's just this seven-day template of, of, you know, one of the ways that we coach, whether it's starting a business or, you know, uh, you're looking to, from a marketing campaign, a sales campaign, just start to use this flow. Do you have the proper vision? Is everybody on the same understanding, the culture? Mm-hmm. Do we know the, the playbook that we have to run? Mm-hmm. Are we actually running that playbook with the order? Are our sales happening? Great. Now can we go forth, multiply and, and you know, subdue, take dominion with it? And again, that's just the, the playbook that uh, works every single time. Uh, the, the key component to that thing, though, is most people, whether it's in your relationship or even in your business, most people skip over vision and culture mm-hmm. and structure and they rush right to momentum. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like, I just got to get sales. Right. That's cool. You want to get sales. But if you don't have the order to fulfill in place or the structure of how all of that's taking place, it's not anything that you can build upon. And, and the, the most amazing thing is, is if you notice there's stuff, something off in your business or something off within even your relationship, identify what that is. And it's so easy then just to go to the previous day of this template. So, for example, um, if my we'll just keep on that, that analogy of I've got sales coming in but we're not scaling. Like what is happening? Why can't we, we scale? It's like, okay, well, is there an actual order in place where once the sale comes in, somebody is actually fulfilling it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously this is dependent upon what type of business you have, but if that's yeah. not in place, go to structure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they actually know what their job titles are, their role, their understanding of what they're supposed to do when that happens? If that's not in place, how's the culture? Right. Like, do they are they excited to even be there? Are they happy when they come into to work? And if that's not there, it's probably because they haven't bought into the vision. You haven't given them the ability to understand what the true vision is for the growth of this company and engage them in a manner to create a culture in which they're bought in and want to see it actually grow. Um, so that that's a key component to that. That template, man, is that if anything's out of order, identify what day you're on. And then just go to the previous day and keep doing that until you get to the root of the actual issue. Then you can grow on a firm, firm foundation. Well, um, any closing thoughts for today? Anywhere where people can find you, interact with King's Council, get involved in some way? Well, since we just ended on that, man, if anybody wants that template, I've created a, a cheat sheet, we'll call it. Uh, that I provide to our coaching clients. Uh, if it's all right with you, I can have them. I can they could text me, and I can get it over to them instantly. It's uh, if they text the word seven, okay, S E V E N to seven two seven four seven two three eight six zero. 
that template will be immediately emailed or excuse me, text back to them so they can have it right on their phone uh, and, and walk through that cheat sheet or at least reference it in that moment. What's that so number again? It is 727-472-3860. And then text the number seven. I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's text the number seven or the word seven. And they're both set up to autorespond to get that back to you right away. Awesome. Thank you very much, Riley, for dropping a ton of wisdom and your story on the Foundations podcast series. Thanks for tuning in to the Foundations podcast series. Please leave us a review and subscribe. Want to reach out to me? Just find me on LinkedIn in the show notes below, and I'd be happy to talk.